Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together today. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved and will endure forever. Psalm 125 verse 1. I grew up in the suburban sprawl of Maryland, but the closest city was Frederick. If you wanted to get a lot of shopping done, the easiest thing to do was to hop on I-70 for 15 to 20 minutes and get into Frederick, and they had all the major stores there. Frederick was also the hometown of a man named Francis Scott Key. For those of you who paid attention in social studies, Francis Scott Key's main accomplishment was that he authored the lyrics to our national anthem. Francis Scott Key was everywhere in Frederick. Our mall was named the Francis Scott Key Mall. The minor league baseball team was the Frederick Keys. During our seventh inning stretch, everyone would get the keys out of their pocket and shake them, and it was great fun. So, I've always had a little bit of an interest in Francis Scott Key. As a kid, we even went and toured Fort McHenry in Baltimore, which was the location that inspired the Star Spangled Banner. You could still see British cannonballs lodged in the thick brick walls of the fort. In case you forgot the story, I'll give you the abridged version today. It was the War of 1812, and the British were trying to take the rebellious American colonies back over after losing the Revolutionary War. They had captured a man named William Beans. Francis Scott Key was a lawyer and a friend of Beans, and he was sent to negotiate with the British to get Beans released. He and another man had supper with a British admiral on one of the British ships to have their negotiations. The negotiations were successful, Beans was released, and all three men went back to the truce ship, kind of the independent third-party ship. While they were there, the British said, you can't leave, and they started their 25-hour-long bombardment of Fort McHenry. All night, the ships shot their massive cannons at the fort, trying to destroy it, and Francis Scott Key, William Beans, and the third man were all just stuck there on this boat, having to watch all of it. In the morning, Francis Scott Key looked out his window from his ship and could still see the American flag waving over the fort. The fort hadn't fallen. The British bombardment was unsuccessful. He began jotting down the poem, Defense of Fort M. Henry, on the back of an envelope that he had in his pocket. Soon, Baltimore newspapers were publishing it, and it was put to the music of another popular tune of the day. It spread across the nation and soon became the unofficial anthem for the country. Over 100 years later, it was made official by Herbert Hoover and became our national anthem. We sing it all the time today. We all turn and look at the flag, just like Francis Scott Key did 200 years ago. We look at the flag and we think of the history and the sacrifice that it took to make our nation exist and to keep it free. Psalm 125 is like that for the Jewish nation. When the typical Israelite looked at the city of Jerusalem, their hearts swelled with pride, just like we do when we see our flag. Psalm 125 talks about how God protects Jerusalem and keeps it alive. Just like Jerusalem has mountains all around it, God surrounds Jerusalem and keeps it safe. God will cleanse the land of wicked people. This is all the things Psalm 125 talks about. And it's true. God has preserved Jerusalem. If you look on the Wikipedia page for Jerusalem, you see that Jerusalem has been around since 4000 B.C., it's called the city of Shalem in ancient Egyptian records. It's been destroyed twice, but was rebuilt each time. It's pretty incredible. But there's a key line at the beginning of Psalm 125. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. Mount Zion's another term for Jerusalem. That's right. All the things that God does for Jerusalem, he's also doing for us. The way he preserves and loves that city. He preserves and loves us. The way he surrounds Jerusalem, he surrounds us. 
It's funny, we swell with patriotic pride when we look at our flag. Our anthem sings about how the flag endures hardship. Why? Because it's flying over the land of the free and the home of the brave. But if you think about it, it's only been doing that for 250 years. Jerusalem's been around a lot longer than that. And when we choose to build our lives on God's foundation, we have the same force working in our lives. This is the firm foundation that Jesus advertised. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I choose to trust in you. I realize that that means I will pick your way over mine. I know that trust means to believe that your methods are better than my agenda. I know that it means that I have to submit to your plan for doing things. But I know that if I make this choice, I'm actually building my life on concrete and not quicksand. I want to have that firm foundation. I want your strength to be my protection and my preservation. So I choose to trust. Couple thoughts for you as we close. Would you say that your life is built on a solid foundation or a weak one? And what are the things in your life that point to a solid foundation? What points to a crumbling foundation? And how can you choose to actively trust in the Lord rather than yourself? Have a great day. We'll see you next time.